podcast, Blackcast 246. Oh, my goodness. 246. It sounds like we're getting close to a milestone. Pick up sticks. You have almost as many episodes as Doctor Who. No. Don't I'm they have kidding. like 800? Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. And you're like, getting there. You're getting and by up the way, there. Like 30 of them are good. No, that's hey, a joke. Hey, we yeah. tell jokes here on the black cast. Like 40 of them are good. No, come on. <laughs> 50. I'll just keep adding a number. And like Rafe Gubbin will be like, why do you say that? Why, why are you saying that to me? Anyway, that, that's my. That's not a Rafe Gutman impression. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about in this broadcast. We'll see how many we get to. Okay. But what we need to start we talking do like about. like ESPN, like you get like 60 seconds per thing. Like, go, go, go. How do, you, how do you know that ESPN does that? It's not at the gym sometimes. <laughs> I, was like, I was just waiting for an like, answer like that. I was like, like seriously. It's like, uh, it's like uh, some girl I'm hanging out with watches yeah. the sports. I thought that might have been the answer, but the gym makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's not the gym sometimes. But it's kind of a great thing, and, and actual news channels have started doing that since I think Pardon the Interruption was the first thing that did. It's like, here's what we're going to talk about, yeah. you know, in order. And then ESPN News started doing it, which is a standalone news channel and like you'll look at CNN and they'll be like here's what we're going to be talking about after this though so I guess it works which you know we should do but you know it'd be like after this there's going to be a dick joke and then after that there's going to be another dick joke and after that there's going to be a poop joke (laughs) and then someone's going to say vag I mean it's kind of a guarantee is it going to be today is it going to be Jeff Uh, Jeff doesn't have a vag Uh, there it was So, one of the things that we didn't get to last time is something that, uh, Asian Starling, you did not get to see with Jeff and I because you were very busy Comic-Conning whatever weekend that was that that happened, Mm -hmm. which is something I want to talk to you about in the future. But uh, what I want to talk about right now, Jeff and I, we saw Marvel's Inhumans. And so, The Inhumans was shown on IMAX screens. It's the first two episodes of the TV series. And I, I don't know, Jeff. I, I might be wrong. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I didn't hate it. Are you inhuman and you need to be loved? Just like everyone else does. I had the audacity to kind of have fun with it. It wasn't, like, amazing. But I didn't hate it. And apparently, like, everyone hated it. Like, our friend Zach Wilson from uh, After Buzz TV and a bunch of other places, he said that it hurt his soul. And I was like, well, wait a minute. It, it was I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was an Avengers movie, but it was a TV show. So, mm. obviously, just because it's on a big screen doesn't mean it's going to be movie quality. But maybe... It's just me, and I'm wrong. Jeff, your thoughts of Inhumans, and your expectations going in, by the way. So, going in, I don't know that I had super high expectations, just because, you know, I I am aware of the limitations of the small screen in terms of, like, budget and special effects, and those kind of come into big play with superheroes and those kinds of things. It's why only really certain entities seem to work well on, like... TV, right? Like AMC's Preacher worked really well because it was like all they had to do was have stuff blow or move really far or people like be influenced by his voice. You know, it's not like a bunch of lightning or lasers or hair that chokes people out. (laughs) 
which I feel like that's definitely some kind of like sex stuff that they do. Oh, she was yeah. way too quick to like choke out Maximus. I'm pretty sure that's like a little, you know. I mean, I think, and he liked it. Like he, he did not seem upset about getting his neck choked at all. He did not use their safe word. No, which oddly enough was hair. <laughs> I thought it was hairspray. <laughs> yes, hairspray was a perfect safe word. The worst thing, though, is when you're having kinky sex shit with Black Bolt, he can't say the safe word. So yeah. his safe word is actually like two fingers on his temple or something, you know? Seriously, it's like, imagine how that would be. Like, you're having sex, and the person you're having sex with can't make a sound or they'll kill you. Yeah, which is kind of something that I think people, regardless of gender or sexual predisposition... I might be into, like, oh, the idea that if I fuck them hard enough, <laughs> they're going to explode or kill me, actually. They're, I'm going to explode. That challenge accepted. So, anyway, we were trying to talk about it in more of a, a, a big picture thing. So, you didn't know that much about them, and you sit down to watch the show. At any point, did you start to go, uh-oh, this, this might not be very good? Or were you okay with it? Was I it... Was it fine? It, TM and copyright Will Sterling. It's one, of, yeah. It's one of those shows where I watched it initially, and I'm I, I'm interested. I want to. I will see more of them. Because, I definitely want to see where it's going. I agree. Because I, because I'm going to give it a chance. Because I don't think watching a like basically pilot episode is really going to give us the full gist of of where something like this could go. I had my issues with it. I, I don't know. I just think it's it's crazy to judge a TV show based on the pilot episode. Like, everyone knows pilots are usually not as good well, as and, the rest of the show. And you have to fit so much into it. It's like, yeah. get to know this person, this person, this person, and this person all in the first scene. Exactly. You know, now we're in another scene, and you got to know these five other people. And, hey, remember those eight people from the last scene? Well, they're in it, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, pilots can be very difficult. And I was glad that the IMAX screening was the first two episodes. By the way, it's only an eight-episode series, at least at this point. You yeah. know, I don't know if it they hope it comes back for more. I'm sure they do. But this arc will be eight episodes, and then I think maybe then Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back. You think I should know these things <clears throat> as one of the hosts of Marvel TV News and After Buzz TV? Yeah, that's right. I worked the plug-in. Uh, but uh, I, I actually don't know at the moment how it's going to work. But I So basically, there's six more episodes where we get to figure out what's going on, and they try and get back together. So I feel like there will be a lot more story to tell after that. And I do think there's some degree of them finding their way. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like it's it's a new story. It's these characters that some of them are a little bit easier to adapt than others. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I think that like Medusa is very cool on a comic book page. And as anyone who saw any of the advanced artwork in the first trailer can say, oh, that. Ooh, that hair did not look good. Mm -hmm. But they came up with a pretty good way around it. And, uh, you know, I mean, I guess we're spoiling the Inhumans at this point. And they shave off that hair. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks a lot better. <laughs> and now it's kind of great, though, because of the idea of, well, now, what is she without the hair? You know, mm -hmm. we talked about Spider-Man. Uh, I'm not anything without the suit. Well, what is she without the hair? You know, I mean, she thinks she uh, killed Oron or whatever her name is. But, uh <laughs> Not good enough to do that. <laughs> Whoops. So I think it's interesting, and I know a lot of people had a lot of problems with it, and I told you, Jeff, all I cared about was I wanted Lockjaw to look cool. Mm -hmm. And he did, and his like teleport scenes were pretty cool. He's 
very unpredictable with his teleporting, which seems to be just sort of the gimmick of teleporting, yeah. except for kind of Nightcrawler. But like, you know, Doctor Who never goes where he wants to. Anybody who teleports doesn't take you where you want to go. But that's because effective teleporting is basically like a, a end-all weapon. Yeah. Like, if you can actually teleport exactly where you want to at any time, I can just teleport behind my enemy and take them out instantaneously, game over, whole yeah. thing over. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Or, like, I'll grab you, and it's, I, it is something that yeah. they've had Nightcrawler do. I'm going to, like, teleport your hand inside of a wall, and yeah. then you're fucked because you will die. Or, like, I'll teleport you to jail. Yeah. In the end, yeah. <laughs> Just imagine if, if like, Superman teleported. It's like, oh, Lex Luthor. Okay, now you're in jail. All right, let's go see what Lois is doing. Yeah, like game over. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. I think that uh, it was interesting. I was surprised that they made Crystal's hair look with that crazy black streak and the circle thing in the back. I'm like, I mean, that's what the character looks like. Mm -hmm. And she's one of the more recognizable characters of the Inhumans. If I remember correctly, she actually dated Johnny Storm, the Human Torch from the Fantastic Four. So she was a little bit more prominently featured uh, than some of these characters. But these are definitely minor Marvel characters at this point. Mm -hmm. And I think they have an interesting story to tell and the sort of political drama going on up on the moon. It's kind of interesting, but I kind of much more interested in watching the powers of the actual Inhumans royal family and their cast and characters of friends. Um, I think I looked up his name is Anson Mount, the actor who plays Black Bolt. He has a really difficult job. You know, I would say of all the Marvel roles, he's one of the hardest because... uh, and by the way, if Black Belt made a sound like that, or Black Bolt or Black Belt wearing his Black Bolt made that noise, uh, we would all be dead. But yeah. anyway, uh, to just have to communicate non-verbally at every turn, that's a lot of work. I mean, he makes some funny faces and he make you know, it's a lot of like, all right, I'll see where this is going. So to not be able to speak, it's a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. So I'm, I'm willing to grade him on a curve, but I like that character. That's a character that I know the best from the Inhumans, Black Bolt and Medusa because of her hair. So, I don't know, I'm on board. I think it's interesting. I felt like that actor did a good job. Yeah. Uh, just People have been very critical acting. of him on Twitter and whatnot. Okay, but, but that's, it's not, it, what, what's to criticize? He can't do anything but make faces. Yeah. He did exactly what he could do in the situation. Like, if you didn't like it, it's because you didn't like the situation of the character. Yeah, agreed. Like, that's just you not connecting to the story. Fine. If you know the story and you have an issue with that, you're an idiot because you knew it was going to have to be this way going into it. Though you could at this point, like you have enough advanced technology to live on the moon, but you don't have like a type 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 text type thing like where you could just write shit in and it talks for him instead of having that sign language to his wife. Obviously, you know, a character who is a telepath of some kind who can just, oh, here's what Black Bolt's thinking. There's a lot of ways to make it easier, but I like him being separated. Yeah. And he's like, well, I can't talk. I guess I can write. Unless, of course, his writing also destroys. Oh, no, it burns into my eyes. I was actually just thinking before about um, if he farts, if it has the same effect. <sighs> just like imagine. He's just sitting on the toilet. And well, just why do you like... think he goes into that isolation room? It's for, for when he has to shit. cut. <laughs> when he has to actually shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's just a toilet and a crater behind it. <laughs> Um, I understand that there's some problems with what stood out for you uh, before I actually ask you that question there were a couple people laughing in the theater at moments that weren't supposed to be funny this guy in front of us was like dying and I'm like this isn't even like a bad moment and he's just laughing and I'm like 
Black Bolt's on screen and you're laughing. And he wasn't even doing anything yet. Uh, and we talked to a guy that we sort of uh, chatted with beforehand. I believe his name was Tim. He's a Coke Zero aficionado. That's what I know about Tim. <laughs> Has a Captain America shirt. Uh, he did not like it. Uh, mm-hmm. He was he just couldn't believe how bad it was. And I think that's the overwhelming opinion. And I'm like, I don't know what people expect. Have they not watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That show is very flawed. The Ghost Rider story arc was amazing. But in general, that show leaves a lot to be desired. This show leaves something to be desired, but I've only seen two of them. So I definitely want to see where it goes. And I'm very interested in the story and just finding out more about the characters, in all honesty. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you've seen anything with the Inhumans, you knew exactly what the story was going to be. You've got Maximus. Mad Maximus is going to try and usurp the throne from Black Bolt like he always does in every fucking Inhuman story ever. Go from there. So I'm just like, that was the one thing for me is like, what real criticism could anyone have of this episode? It set up everything you knew was going to happen from the get-go. The only even remote surprise of this episode is Medusa's hair getting cut off. Yeah, that was definitely a surprise. And I was like, oh, that's kind of, uh, well, you know what? All right, let's... Let's let that happen, you know, and let's see. I don't know. I, we're going to learn a lot more about the character than if she got to keep the hair. I think they, they, they do these things because it's like, okay, if you're going to have these characters come to Earth and their only real main, like, people they're going to have to fight against are humans, well, if they have superpowers, that should be a pretty one-sided match. Like, the Inhumans, like, fully powered and doing their stuff in, like, comics and those things fight other super-powered, like, galactic enemies, not, like, people on Earth with machine guns. Right. But that's not a storyline they can tell on a small-screen, like, ABC budget. So... Yeah, and by the way, these two episodes are the big-budget episodes, you know, the, yeah. that and they intentionally shot them with IMAX cameras so that they could put it in the theaters. And I don't know if that's to do internationally and just expect, like, well, you know what, if the, if people are paying for Transformers movies, they're going to pay for an Inhumans <laughs> TV show on IMAX screens. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I get it. There, It wasn't perfect. It's not like master thespians reading fine dialogue. It, it The weakest thing is probably some of the writing. But it's not even, like, the whole time I'm like... I just can't listen to this anymore. You know, there's there's a couple of notes that are a little off, but we got to see some cool stuff, like, you know, the way that Karnak is able to see the future and kind of process, and in the moment where he ends up getting killed, he's like, well, that didn't work. Let me try that again. Yeah. Like, stuff like that I actually thought was really cool, and you can't do that as well on a comic book page. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I want out of my visual media in terms of adapting comic books from TV movies. I want to see something that I can't see on a comic book page. You know, utilize your media and and have it be cool. Uh, You know, poor Triton is like barely in the episode. You know, he's like, air quotes, dead in the first couple minutes. And I I know we'll we'll see him again. But I don't know. We get to learn a lot and and see how cool they can be. But uh, Lockjaw, just wake up, buddy. Come on. You know, just give him, just I feel give like him they, a big lockjaw toy. They spend a lot of their budget on the lockjaw animation because it so. looks good. Like that's that the looked thing. really like, good. That's, that's that was like movie good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, what'll happen when you'll realize that the budget might be getting stretched a little thin is when he starts teleporting off screen. Yeah. You know, it'll be like you'll hear the you'll hear the noise, and there's like, oh look, uh, lockjaw's back. You know, he oh he was gone, but now he's here. You know. Oh, lockjaw's over there in the corner. Sleeping. (laughs) Don't bother him. (laughs) Just like a a close-up of a paw. Like an actual dog paw, not a CGI lockjaw paw. Just like, they should just have like that dog. Just a close-up of a pug's face, just like breathing heavily. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to recommend for people who love these characters because I don't know who loves these characters. As Marvel has gone a little bit, I don't want to say lower in terms of the quality of some of these characters, but they're they're lesser known characters. The further they go into the list of their of their characters, you get to characters like the Inhumans that people know, people might like, but who like loves the Inhumans? People are gonna get upset if you fuck up Spider Man or yeah. the X Men or the Avengers, you know. And then when you get down to the Inhumans, you're like, well, let's just try to make it interesting. And I don't know, I found it to be interesting. I, I think. You know, being trapped on Earth inexplicably in Hawaii, I'm like, I guess, okay, they want to hang out in Hawaii. It's it's not inexplicably. It's because Disney owns that mass. Oh, that's Hawaii right. Resort. I actually forgot you said that during yeah. right afterwards. I was yeah. like, oh, they filmed this at. No. Yeah, that was like the issue I had was that all the scenes in Adelan look like they are clearly shot in a hotel. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is interesting. Oh, on the moon you have orchids? That's cute. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Yeah. When visiting the moon, make sure to stay at Disney's Adelan Moon Resort. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't know. Let me know, people who hated it. I, tell me why you hated it so much. And some people haven't seen it yet because they're waiting to see it on TV. I'm not even disagreeing with you. I'm like, it, there are things that are wrong with it, but I liked it enough because I'm like, this is a TV show on a big screen. There's going to be some limitations. And I was actually impressed with how things looked. Yeah. I thought it was going to be some really, you know, I thought that Lockjaw teleporting was going to look bad, but it didn't. Jeff, you and I will both be uh, checking out future episodes of The Inhumans, right? Yeah. Probably I, a better binge. It's, it's, if they're smart, they'll do with it what Marvel did when they created these offshoot comic books it's to explore different stories and what these characters can bring and, and i would think you know with all the money being thrown around i would hope i guess that somebody still remembers that and we're gonna get that maybe it's yeah. not gonna be in the pilot episodes but it's coming as long as we give it a chance oh that was too much ramp up as promised that was our rundown of the inhumans you know, when it comes to The Inhumans, I was basically comparing it to other theater-going experiences I'd had recently. And, you know, I saw the movie Dunkirk recently. And yeah. I know you saw that as well. Agent Sterling mm -hmm. did not see it. And uh, to borrow a word from Agent Sterling, I thought it was fine. But I was like, I just, I don't know, I wanted so much more from it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because it's Christopher Nolan. I think if it's just like, there's this Dunkirk story. It's a really small part of the overall big event. Uh, you know, a little personal drama with that as the backdrop. Take a look. I'd be like, okay, that could be interesting. But I guess because it was Christopher Nolan, I ended up being disappointed. It wasn't a bad mm -hmm. movie, mm -hmm. but I just expected more from him at this point. And I didn't expect more from The Inhumans. So I will say I liked The Inhumans more than I liked Dunkirk, which I think a lot of people will not say. I would not say that. Yeah, I bet you would. I wouldn't say that at all. Um, I I enjoyed Dunkirk for what I what I took it as, right. which was the and I've said this a few times the exploration of like time in events, right? So we got the three basically three versions of the same event, which is the first kid who's there on the beach for a week, yeah. The boat that comes across the channel to pick them up takes a course of a day over the course of the movie. Like the kid's there for a week. The boat takes a day to do it, and Tom Hardy in the plane is flying around for an hour. So you'll literally see an event in this film three different times 
in different points of the film and you'll see it from the different people's perspectives and you won't even sometimes realize that you're seeing a scene that you already just saw. By the time we saw the plane sort of the third time the way that that worked I did then realize what was happening but Mm -hmm. at first I didn't realize it and I did like that. That's a very Christopher Nolan like great touch. So I'm not even saying that I disliked it. I was just disappointed because, oh, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. I want more. And I didn't get it. But I, I again, I'm in the minority because I thought The Inhumans was okay. Yeah. I was just wanted more out of Dunkirk. But, but anyway. Well, what I think it is. Wait. Um, I haven't seen Dunkirk. We're not giving anything away. Okay. What they I think died. it is, is I don't know that this is necessarily what it is. But if I had to guess what has happened, it is. Christopher Nolan always did his movies with his brother, Jonathan Nolan. Yeah. No one ever talks about that. Jonathan Nolan is like the secret weapon of Christopher He's Nolan. He's a great screenwriter. He's an amazing screenwriter, yeah. and he is the co-creator, showrunner of Westworld, which is why Westworld was so fucking good. And if you think... I really liked... Fine. But anyway, continue your thought. Be what it is. If I liked Westworld. I liked the story, right? So, to me, Westworld wraps up with this, like, oh, interesting cerebral story that's got a lot of all this stuff, which is exactly what you normally get from a Christopher Nolan movie. And that's what's missing. And that's what's missing. So, I feel like it's his brother's touch that came out. So, all that amazing technical stuff. May I say? Yes. You got the touch! (laughs) You got the power! Yeah! Could we turn the vocals down? Could we turn the vocals up a little bit? Turn the bass. Sorry. Uh, finish your uh, thought. The the split up of that team is why we didn't get the full impact. Christopher is an amazing filmmaker, so it's an amazingly made film. Yes. Jonathan is an amazing storyteller, so we lo- we lost out on his ability to create a compelling narrative. I don't know why people hate The Dark Knight Rises so much. Um, I think that the problem with The Dark it's Knight Rises... It's not as good as the other ones. That's what I was going to say. And it's is not that really like a Batman movie. No, but... but it's like a, it's like a the Dark Knight cool. people like so much, and I know I think you think yeah. uh, Batman Begins is, is your favorite of those three. I right? love The Dark Knight, but yeah. Batman Begins is just so... It's the perfect origin story. Yes. After that movie came out, I was like, let's never do an origin story for anyone ever again. Well, yeah. let's not do it for Batman again, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. Like, because you, you've nailed it. It's so good. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think that sort of what I'm saying about Dunkirk being that I expected more because it was a Christopher Nolan movie. Dunkirk. It's not a bad movie. Yeah. Just wanted it to be better. I, I wanted more from like it. Interstellar, so. Yeah, and I think that that's what it came to with I Dark Knight Rises. I love Interstellar. I will watch it like multiple times. And I know I'm a little bit, I'm not, people don't hate Interstellar. I fucking love that movie. My buddy saw it like seven times in the theater. It, like, I don't know what it is about it. I, I don't know if it's just like my shit, but every time Matthew McConaughey is driving away to go to like uh, fly off into yeah. space and, and the daughter's crying, and I cry every time. Like, it kills me inside because it's like. Every time but it's that it's that the the away. they do such a good job of compel of conveying of that like oh I'm gonna miss you oh yeah. don't go no can't oh. go on <laughs> singing the same song sorry uh, it just will took me somewhere else that's and, uh, right. it was magical there it was interstellar it was interstellar <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway so will as you've sat here yes. and working on some emails and things you hear sort of our. It's not a glowing review. No, no, it's not our glowing review of the Inhumans. Yeah. Do you just look at it and go like, "No, nah, that's garbage." I I'll can't. Never, I can't. I'll never watch it. Now, because I don't. I have too little. I have no, too many things I'd I, rather watch. And that's one where I'm not like, "Oh, here's why you should give it a chance." Yeah. You have no connection to those characters. No, I don't know. Any why of them. should you watch? I had to ask my buddy at Long Beach Comic Con. I was like, "What are the Inhumans?" Um, there's a teleporting dog 
So if mm-hmm. I find on YouTube after the show ends, Ooh. there's a reel of all the teleporting dog. If they have a teleporting dog yeah. in the show. Do they? Yes. Yeah. His no, name is Lockjaw. Real. I'm going to watch just those clips. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. What kind of what, dog is he? He looks like, he, he's like, like a bulldog. A pond, uh, bull, you're right. Sweet. He's more of a bulldog. Yeah. Sweet. Um, I, I will show you an image of him while English we bulldog. talk about other things. And I feel like you're not somebody that's going to get won over by the Inhumans, but that's part of why they're doing a bad job because you're predisposed to like superhero stories and they should be able to win you over but it doesn't look cool enough to win over people who aren't like I'm willing to have an enormous lockjaw sized grain of salt with Mm. it yes I just realized that the Inhumans could easily become the best show on television the second that Cosmo enters the show and it becomes best friends with lockjaw and they just have doggy adventures look that's all I've ever wanted look at him he's so big so that's yeah he's a giant dog he's a giant teleporting dog and so he's a giant yeah and so yeah that obviously is just a close-up of him from uh, a still from the show so you don't see him with a person but there he is with uh, crystal from the inhumans okay uh, friend of the fantastic four and uh, so you know you kind of have an idea now in the comic books he has this weird like antenna thing in the comic book uh, in the tv show he does not have the tuning fork but as a pop vinyl he clearly does but i think i think that's a royal thing because black bolt has it like a lot of them have it and they got rid of it on all of them you're right i heard so there he is with black bolt okay so you can see him standing on a street he's a giant dog he's a giant dog and he he teleports does he look good the graphics yeah Yeah. he and here's what uh what i was saying i know i know you were making a phone call and sending some emails the only thing I cared about with the Inhumans, I was like, I just want Lockjaw to look cool. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, it's going to be really hard. He looked cool. I liked when he teleported. So I'm able to shrug off a lot of the things that maybe weren't as great. And Medusa's wig isn't a problem for does the he, whole episode. Does so. he talk? He no. does not talk. Good. Okay. He's yeah. not. A, he's, I was going to say, wait, do you want him to talk? Because no, no, no. I don't want him to I talk. I like a talking dog. I, I, I don't like but talking I, dogs. I do have a big question on Lockjaw. Like, yes. With the pterogenesis and how Inhumans are oh, made. Oh, this is a great question. Yeah. I don't have the answer. So, so this goes out to, all, to the Bladcast community, right? Bladcast Nation. Bladcast Nation. Thank you. <laughs> how did Lockjaw come about? Like, was he a human that went through the pterogenesis and became a giant dog that was no longer able to talk or, or convey things like a human being? Because or was it was, a pet dog that they were just the like, king's dog. shove him in the chamber yeah. and give him some of that gas that makes us mutants? Well, you gotta try it on so, animals Because first. he's <laughs> the king's dog, you know, is it like, well, he's, it's like better than being a person. But in the, con- or, like, con- or shows at least, Lockjaw is a member of the royal family. Yes. So he's like, Related to them. I don't have that answer. I hope to get that answer, and I hope to get that answer soon. Maybe it'll be answered on future episodes of The Inhumans. And yeah, will I will find the Lockjaw supercut mm-hmm. after the show ends. Just, that's all. Yeah. It, that's and all it'll probably see. be like two and a half minutes. And then you'll be, like, you'll be like, I don't know what anybody's talking about. That Lockjaw, is, I mean, that Inhuman show is great. Yeah. Every time Lockjaw teleports, it was fantastic. <laughs> that was like me watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, which one is random interesting. Episode of Game of Thrones, and I, it was an opportunity just to like give people shit because everyone was. Well, I wanted to talk about, about that post actually. Yeah. yeah. So, so explain this the past season of Game of Thrones. I guess everyone's upset. I don't know. I don't really watch the show. I quit watching halfway through season three. You know, I, it's not my thing. Too rapey. Yeah, exactly. It's rapey. It's political. I wanted to see I don't dragons know what and fantasy that means. and action. There's no such thing as too rapey. <laughs> <laughs> Not so the that, title of this that episode. To high school math teacher. <laughs> uh, Call back. <laughs> um, and so I am at a lady's house watching Game of Thrones. Ooh, and a lady. Yes. Um, 
she's convinced that I was gonna like become a fan of it. All of a sudden, I'm like, we're halfway through season. We're at the end of season seven. Like, uh-uh. it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I'll watch it with you. She's like, you only get three questions because she didn't want me talking throughout. I was like, I'm not gonna do that. I respect oh, you watching the show. Man. You know what I mean? So who's, I that? Like, who's, I, that? who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? I read spoilers like every other week for that show, so I kind of know who everybody is, and I Wait, remember their faces from the from the. Sh- who's the midget? Who's that? Who's, who's that Dinklage? guy? No, no, yeah. Who's Dinklage? He's who's the, who's he's, that guy? I mean, I don't remember his name, no, I but I know who he is. Tyrion Lannister. Tyrion Lannister. I'm sipping my tongue. So we get to this episode, and it's like fucking nothing but action. And they're like fighting ice zombies, and there's awesome. like a fucking Wait, ice king. Like the ice warriors? Yeah. I, yeah. Who knows? Jesus. It was badass. And they're just like killing everybody. And I mean, it made no sense that they went because it was a stupid suicide mission just for the sake of having action. But who cares? No. That's what fantasy is about. And. There's a fucking ice king with a spear, and the dragons show up, and they're just like blasting everybody. And then the ice king, like, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the second to last, whatever his fucking name is, like the one from Adventure Time. Yeah, but by the way, also it throws. (laughs) Wait, Christian, he throws an ice spear into the sky, and it stabs the dragon. Fucking blood spilling everywhere, and he crashes and dies, and they fly away, and then he resurrects, and he makes a fucking ice dragon. And I was like. Where has this show been for fucking five, six years? I wanted this in the beginning, and Mm -hmm. I get it now. But maybe I'll just watch the last season just because. If it's going to be that, like, I'm in. And it was like, it's too rushed. It's not good. And I was like, that's the best thing I've ever seen. No, bullshit. It was too rushed. I thought it was was cool. And by the way, what I was going to say is, like, Game of Thrones is one of those things that the people who really care can't have it spoiled because they saw it already. Right. Now, the people are like, oh, I'm just starting season one. It's like, well, again, that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who wants to like avoid spoilers on Game of Thrones, just kill yourself. I, <laughs> it's hard. I, I quit watching it in the middle. Found out I knew Jon Snow was gonna die, and it didn't fucking well, matter to me. You don't watch it anymore. You do. No, I do. Oh, I, okay. So it was like I watched when it very very first came out. I was like, oh, what's this show? Yeah. I'll watch it. And then it was like, oh, this is interesting. And then people started going like all jerking off to it and I was like I'm out fuck it but Will to that point you thought that one was awesome but people are not happy with they're so mad why are they so mad I don't know it's finally like like, what you got look what you got it's Look like, at what happened. It's Dude, like the Natasha reverse. Natasha cried so hard when that happened. Because the dragon? Yeah. yeah. She's attached to the dragon? You watch yeah, them grow super up attached. It's literally like you have watched these dragons go from babies at the end of the first season and slowly, slowly grow up. Like they were small, tiny like lizards and now they are man-eating dragons. Yeah. They're also the only cool thing about the show. Yeah, and now one true. of them is missing. Yeah. M- missing in action. But not but, even missing. Well, he'll he's be now been dragon. turned to the opposite side. Yeah. Well, all right. Is he going to breathe he's, ice instead of fire? He's better. Well, it, they happen. So at the end of the next episode, which was the end of the season, yeah. he comes and breaks down the wall, which is the one thing that's kept the walkers out from killing oh, everybody. Right. So now so, this last season is like everything has now dude, maybe officially I'll watch it. Maybe I'm in it. now. No, but really, if you probably just watched this very last yeah, season, that's what I'm gonna do. You'd be fine. It'll probably be entertaining. <laughs> it'll, I miss all the political stuff. I don't care. Yeah. I get to see the Lord of the Rings style final season, and I'm like. You can out. You can check your email during the rapes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, tap I'm out good. during the rapes. Oh, it's a rape. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Like, let me know. Uh, when brother the rape and sister is over. raping each other. Yeah. Oh, cool. I don't, I don't need to see that. Cool. Oh, yeah. dragon. All right. I'm in. But the way people are, are complaining about it, it, it's almost as if just well, say that this, little this is like an alternate universe where, okay, so the Iron Fist show starts, and in the first episode, he's awesome, and the Iron Fist yeah. is there, yeah. and he has kung fu, and everybody's like, no, he should be kind of whiny and wander <laughs> around for. <laughs> and uh, less Iron Fisty it's and more so, Danny. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, I'm still not in, but I read that post from you, and I'm like, man, Will was and so I was, excited. And there was a the majority of that post was just to kind of get a rise out of people, and, which like, make it people did, laugh. by the way. It, yeah. Yeah. Because they're so upset. I'm like, first of all, it's a, it's. A, 
Whatever. Like, uh, watching you guys, like, shit your pants every year about how great the show is, and then you get this fucking awesome, like, action season, and you're, like, upset? Like, what did you think it was going to build to? Like, everybody just having dinner and being like, you know what, let's not fight. Let's just talk yeah. this out. It's like, you know what? Those Christopher Nolan Batman movies were okay. Right. They were they were fine. But what we should have gotten were more George Clooney, Val Kilmer Batman movies. Right. That's what we yeah. needed. We were I ready really for miss that. Yeah. The Val Kilmer Batman. I, I mm-hmm. thought we should have had some more Joel of Schumacher Batman. Joel Schumacher Macker? Joel Schumacher's Joel, Batman. I remember when I involved in, in Voltron, when I invented Joel I'm going through a, a Stan Lee dementia at the moment. I wanted to have more Alicia oh. Silverstone Batgirl. This is an important question. Yeah. Is there a Stan Lee cameo in The Inhumans? No. Not in the first two episodes. I think that would be inappropriate. Well, he's only he been and Jack in, Kirby were like, you know. Yeah, and Kirby, those are Kirby's. Yeah. yeah that's true. Um, he did a cameo in one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., at least that I saw. Okay. I'm still like a, almost a whole season, you know, behind you can, on that. You can just quit. Not now that I'm one oh, of the hosts of Marvel show. TV News. Oh, shit. You got to so, power a whole I, season. I watched like the first season of that show and like a couple episodes of the second, and that was the, it. The first season ended well, and then it didn't carry the momentum through the second season. You're like, well, you didn't learn anything. Yeah. You got You got better. You didn't get great, but you got better. Mm-hmm. And then it was just season three or four. I don't even know now. And they had a great Ghost Rider storyline. And then they go on their long break at Christmas time. And I was like, uh, I got to get back into it. And I'm like, yeah, but Ghost Rider's not going to be See? on. So I just, I couldn't. That's why the By show the way, as a whole was never cool. Because I was like, yeah, but I've seen the movies. Yeah. And I know how cool this world is. And yeah. you guys all suck. Yeah, you guys like- are the shittiest <laughs> characters in you guys are the guys that come in to like sweep after the yeah. real characters were in a uh, situation. You mean damage control? Yeah. As seen in Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming? Homecoming? That's actually a show I would watch. Damage control. Damage There's control. Just like, because if it was a comedy, DC tried that recently and it fucking crashed oh, powers what was that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That didn't that didn't work. Is it on TV anymore? I don't know. Is I don't it? think so. I don't, I don't think it is. I never watched it. it and it had um and Danny Pudi in it, so I should have watched it. You should have watched Danny Pudi um, from Community, yeah. which means you should be watching Ducktales, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Wash but. from Firefly. So, Damage Control was actually it was it was a <laughs> Damage Control was actually like a, a comedic comic book. It was supposed to be sort of the lighter side of like, oh, after the superheroes yeah. leave the city in in rubble and that's something i don't even know that we talked much about either time we talked about spider-man which is i was like oh that's kind of cool that we're getting to see you know it's the department of damage control now but they would have to do things which you know obviously a different time and place but uh the uh, one of the two uh twin towers in the world trade center was a little bit askew so they had to even it out so they would have tasks like that that obviously after a big superhero battle it's like all right damage control have fun i gotta go off into space and do some other shit and uh, it's a cool idea that i don't think you know people get excited about i'm sure they won't get their own movie if it was done well if it was done well and uh the comic book wise i thought it was moderately amusing if i remember correctly superman used the statue of liberty to beat doomsday (laughs) uh we gotta put it back on its pedestal yeah oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) exactly so uh stuff like that You know, there's a lot of things I do want to talk about, but since I alluded to it, I did want to talk about the new DuckTales. I'm sure neither of you have seen it. No, is it out? So they had a premiere one-hour 
episode what? in quotes. It was two episodes that they put together, and it aired for an entire day on Disney XD. And Non-stop. the series will, yeah, they're just the same episode, same one hour block over and over again. And I expect there to be the real series. I think in the fall, which we're in the fall now, yeah. But somewhere in the near future, it'll be a weekly series. Obviously, I'm going to talk about it in a non-spoilery Ducktales way, but I'm going to talk about it because Heather and I were excited that there was going to be a new Ducktales yeah. show. Like ten years ago, we're like. That's a property that everybody and, you know, we have a little bit of an age range between, well, the two of you are the same age. but And, and I, but we all like DuckTales. We all, DuckTales was all part of our yeah. childhood. And I was like, why is Disney not doing anything with DuckTales? It took a while. Yeah. But it's like, yes, you got to do DuckTales. So uh, I, I watched it. And we don't let Felix watch long-form TV okay. and not on the television. Usually it's on the iPad, it'll be sort of like 10, 15 minutes at the most. Right. But we're like, well, we want him to see DuckTales because we had gotten him so that we would say DuckTales and then he knew to say, woo! Yeah. yeah that's good parenting. Yeah, that's all yeah. he needs. That's great parenting. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I, think, I got win. A, think I got an award for that. <laughs> and he hadn't even seen it and he already knew that because we would just say DuckTales, woo! And he's like, okay, that's fine. So he got to see it and he was just watching the ducks on the TV and, you know, I actually, they look different than they did on the old show. The style of animation is not something I like. I oh. will say that straight off the bat. Okay. It doesn't look like the old one. And that's what Heather was saying afterwards. Is like, the old DuckTales was, was beautiful. To. Yeah. And well, I was like, well, give a shit. yeah. And it was, but that was like, it was still TV animation compared to movie Disney animation. Right. But it was still really good. Yeah. This is like a much cheaper version of it. But they're also like, yeah, it's her kids. Well, yeah. What do they care? Um, so It's not really, though. No, it's not yeah. because I'm like no, it's it's for us, yeah. but it's for me to sit there with my two year old who had never watched an entire TV show before, and he did have toys that he was sort of playing with, but he was sitting on my lap and he was just he was just locked into the ducks, and he had some you know he had some comments during it. Uh, apparently, a big fan of Webby. He loves Webby. him some Webby, yeah, okay. Webigail, but I she's only she only goes by Webby, which. Call back to an earlier episode of the Black Cast, voiced by Kate Minucci or M- Kate Mikucci. Mikucci. Yeah, yeah, as soon as I said it, it was wrong. Yeah, so uh, that is the voice of Webby, and uh, there's some cool voices in it. Uh, ben Schwartz is Dewey. He was uh, John Ralphio on Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. Bobby Moynihan from SNL, Drunk Uncle, a bunch of other characters. Yeah. He's Louie, and Huey is Danny Putty, and that's Ooh. why I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. No, not Woo. Woo. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And Beck Bennett from SNL is Launchpad McQuack and some other voices, which is kind of cool. Margot Martindale, Granny. What? From the Americans. What? Is Ma Beagle. That's not in the episode I saw. Character actress Margot Martindale? Yeah. So, but... Because she's Granny from the Americans. Say, yes, she has such a storied career, and you're like, yeah. oh, the Americans. I guess that, that's the most recent thing. That's the most recent thing. Not that, that sitcom Pete that she show. was on. Oh, Sneaky Pete as yeah. well. She's so, on BoJack Horseman, well, the best all, show. That's, that's, that's the only one. Season four? Already? Friday, or it's some hey, Friday that happened in the like past. Every time we get together to record, there's like a there's fucking a new, new season of Bojack, Bojack Horseman. I don't care. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just like, how fast did they make this? Stuff? You'd think it's that been they, a year. You'd, really? Yeah, you'd it's think been. that Bojack Horseman was a show that had way too many episodes that nobody could ever want to tackle. Like having 246 episodes. Who the fuck wants to listen to that? I mean, watch that. But obviously, uh, left out of the cast list is of course David Tennant of Scrooge McDuck. Yes, and he does not sound old enough to be Scrooge McDuck, but it's oh. still exciting. You know who I thought they should get if they want a Scottish doctor from yeah. Doctor Who? Peter Capaldi should have been Doctor uh, Doctor Scrooge. Doctor Scrooge. He should have been Scrooge McDuck because he sounds older, yeah. and it's like he would have been perfect. But 
it's it, it's a very funny interpretation of Scrooge McDuck. It's a little different than our Scrooge from yeah. the classic show. Um, we've only watched the first half hour of it. Okay. And Felix enjoyed the ducks. Like you know, they're they don't have the song until the end of the first episode. And I'm well, like, you I was just things? gonna show the song to yeah. him and turn it off. He's got to watch. The whole so we thing. end up watching the whole show. Well played, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they knew. Yeah, and he's like, woo. Yeah, so it worked out. And uh, it was a little busy. It was a little fast for a two-year-old, I think. But uh, there were things that he liked. I think that's probably why he liked Webby, because those those scenes were sort of like stopping down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, expositional Webby, as she were. So I think it was great. <laughs> basil and exposition. When I, <laughs> basil exposition. And when I recorded it, uh, I recorded it off of television on the DVR, which is a TiVo brand, TiVo, yes. just to make me sound even older. So I had to scroll through it, and uh, right away... <laughs> when I'm scrolling to DuckTales, he saw that I had recorded an episode of Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, which is his favorite show. So he's like, Fun Tiger, which is what he calls him. We showed it to him once, and he said, Fun Tiger. So he already thought he was fun. Fun I'm like, great, that is a fun tiger. But I was like, well, we're going to watch the ducks first. And it was fine, but a couple times during DuckTales, he's like, Fun Tiger? I'm like, yeah, we'll watch Fun Tiger afterwards. (laughs) So we had to watch some Fun Tiger afterwards, but... Uh, he he enjoyed that, and he's seen a lot of Daniel Tiger. And for people that don't have parents, people that I think we all have parents, people <laughs> I don't know, who, not Bruce Wayne. They, well, yeah, exactly. And uh, just to bring it down, each of you is missing a parent. So just to you know, take Thanks, all Christian. the fun out of the conversation. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow, if we get on each other's shoulders, we can form one regular person. <laughs> Makashiva. You Mekashiva. might be able to have emotions if you put your heads together. But... Anyone who doesn't have kids, this Daniel Tiger show is amazing. Not because it's the greatest show ever, but it's a spinoff of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, mm-hmm. so there's the land to make believe. His dad is, I guess, the same Daniel Tiger who works in the clock and the, yeah. you know, all this. I won't get too deep into the the mythology of Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, but if you look it up on on YouTube, there's a kids YouTube by the way, okay. so that you don't see the Pujanski snuff videos yeah, that yeah, are on yeah. there, <laughs> and you just type in Daniel Tiger Doctor. Oh yeah, he goes to Doctor in an episode. Nice. And hmm, hey, do they have Daniel Tiger gets a shot? Oh, they do. That oh. was very helpful because Felix freaked out at the doctor for the first time for his two year checkup, and we didn't even give him the shot. So mm-hmm. we had two weeks before we went back, and I'm like, hey, let's watch Daniel Tiger, and he, and he understood that like the shot hurts for a minute, yeah. but you still go. But there's Did another it work? one. Was it effective? It was effective. He didn't cry. He like clutched onto me very tightly. Yeah. But that was sort of part of the thing. You know, your your parents are there. You can hold my hand. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. It'll hurt for it'll hurt for a second. There's also an episode where he he learns how to use the potty, and they're most important for us. I need to watch that. There's one. you probably do. Yeah. Well, they, you know what they do in that video is they, they flush the potty. <laughs> you knew where that was going. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you have to go potty. You stop, yeah. you go right away, okay. flush, right. and wash, wash your hands. and be on your way. Okay. All right? So that's what you need to know the next time you need to go potty. You don't hold it in as we record yet another episode of the of the broadcast. You, you, you can just go right. in the corner okay. like Jeff does. So, But most importantly, and we're talking a lot about Daniel Tiger, but that's all right. There's an episode where he's very excited because his baby sister comes to live with them. Oh, yeah. And he loves his baby sister. So Felix... Very excited about Baby Sister. Nice. Thank you, Daniel Tiger. And he talks to Baby Sister in Mommy's tummy. He will uh, go up to Heather's stomach, 
and he will say some variation on baby sister open up so the shirt gets lifted up and then he like talks right into her, the the stomach he'll he'll give kisses to baby sister and i was just like man this this tiger where where was this for like when i was a kid it's just like you don't even got to do any parenting you're like yeah just watch daniel tiger he'll he'll tell you how to quit smoking <laughs> <laughs> but the worst thing is that tomorrow i'm taking felix to the dentist and he went once yeah but oh. now he's got more teeth and he's more aware yeah no daniel tiger goes to the dentist and i'm like damn it daniel tiger how could you not go to the dentist don't you yeah. don't tigers have teeth they you know? do. Yeah. yeah. So, you don't fuck with the tiger's teeth. <laughs> well, yeah, that's you don't what get it in is. that mouth. You're just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. The uh, dentist in the, the neighborhood of make-believe, he sees the tiger family coming, he switches around the side, closed, <laughs> and he like pulls down the shade and hides. He's like, nope, I am not getting my arm bit off by a tiger. Again. Put, so Just hold, tucks under his yarmulke a little tighter. <laughs> Wait, why is it a why Jewish, Jewish dentist? Because he converted for the jokes. Oh, it's Brian Cranston from <laughs> he, Seinfeld. He did convert <laughs> for the jokes. So the the gist of all this storytelling about DuckTales and Daniel Tiger uh, is that we show Felix actual television for the first time. It's been on in the background, like if yeah. you're watching baseball or something, you know, just a little bit more passive. And he would usually be like... He'd look up and he'd be like, all right, I'm going to keep playing. But this was like, let's sit down and watch a special show on the big screen. You guys are very, very good about this. I feel like most parents from the time the kid's born, they're like, uh, there you go. It's because we only had one. I yeah. think if we had like a second one, because I, I know plenty of parents that had a second one a little sooner than we did. And like Jason Blair has three. So all I feel the same like time. they were probably watching movies, you know, in the womb. It was just like, no, just go ahead and watch Tootsie. Because yeah, you can laugh at that. A great it's children's a fantastic movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my, about, my grandmother was very upset that my mom took my brother and I to see Tootsie. This is 1982 or 83. Because she thought we'd end up, I'm using air quotes, funny. Because we saw the yeah. movie about the guy dressed up. make you transgender yeah. or something? <laughs> this is the same grandma who had to talk my grandfather out of joining the clan because he thought it was like, he thought it was like the Elks Club. It was like, oh, yeah, these guys that we know, they get together. What? And she was like, no, that's not what that is. My grandfather wasn't that sharp. Like, he, you know, he thought that that's what it was. It was like, you know, the Knights of Columbus. So the Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. Like, my grandmother literally had to explain to him that that's what that is. So my grandfather was never in the Klan. But he, if, if my grandmother hadn't been around, he probably would have filled out the membership application. But your grandmother was the one that didn't want you to see Tootsie. Right. So it's what a, a double line. standard, Grandma. Yeah. It's a, oh no. Okay. Yeah. So you don't be a racist, but you can't be you can't be gay or anything. You did yeah. turn out a little funny. Yeah, but by the way, in 1983, that's probably what it was. You know, you have to like black people, but not. You shouldn't go see Tootsie. You might turn out a little funny. Yeah, that was. That, you that could was a, be. You could have a thing. That, for that was a good lingerie. grandma impression. Yes, Jeff. Uh, I, I talked over you like always. Oh no no! Truly the worst or greatest, depending on your perspective, childhood movie ever seen is Watership Down. Oh, my God. The traumatic. I, I cannot. Oh, my God. Just, yeah, yeah, I yeah, saw if that. If you watch any clip of my, it, you'll know by the way, my, sounds my, like a sounds like a Harrison Ford submarine movie where everyone dies. So Get off my dies. Watership yeah. Close. Down. <laughs> it's about bunnies. Oh. My brother had a bunny named Fiverr after that. Fiverr? Yeah, well, that's one of the bunnies. Yeah. Well, and it is not, it is an animated film. It is not for children. Not even. It a little is bit. not for children. Watership. And down. I don't know that I will show you. Will's like we're putting that on the queue. Anyway, so I show Felix television. Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, I think that went pretty well, you know. And so, cut to this morning when we, you know, we open the door, and he stands up in his crib, and he's immediately talking about the ducks and Daniel Tiger and everything that he saw on the screen. And I'm like, 
man, this kid wakes up talking about TV. Uh-oh. He's definitely our kid. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, wow, it's very powerful, that big screen. Because he'll talk a lot about videos that he sees. Yeah. There's a Daniel Tiger where they go to the farm and his little sister Margaret is scared about feeding the ducks. And he, he kind of likes that because it, it helps him not be so scared. I think the idea of like, you know, somebody's going to hold your hand. So he'll talk about these videos. He'll talk about truck videos that he likes to watch. But it was like, man, he just like spurted out so many words wow. that were associated with what he had watched before bed. And I'm like, all right. You're locked in that memory overnight. So uh, <laughs> I guess uh, Tim Curry, It miniseries, not before bed. No. No. Showgirls, after... definitely. Definitely. Not if you want to scare him from shitting, that's what happened to me. I was five, no. and I watched only the part of It up till when the oh, brother yeah. went down. Down into the sewers, I've never and then seen I it. went home. I hear the new one's actually good. I hear that too. I really want to see it. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, and so, I, there's like the famous opening part where yeah. there's the little brother and he's yeah, got and the, the paper ship and it goes down into the drain. And then Pennywise, the clown, is down there and he's like, "Oh, you want to come down here? They float down here and they all float." And it's creepy. <laughs> it and this good, creepy hand and pulls him yeah. down. I just saw that part at my neighbor's house and then had to go home. I was literally like five terrified to take a shit for years afterwards i would like kind of stand over the toilet and look wow. down because i was convinced that pennywise is going to reach up through him to pull me down you shit. were convinced I that pennywise mayors about that you were convinced. convinced pennywise was into brown showers yeah that he wanted a cleveland steamer uh-huh. from you i thought he that he was actually. just like existed in the pipes because i didn't see any of the rest of the yeah. film so i had context. no concept yeah. other than like oh yeah there's a thing in the pipes that likes to eat little boys and i was like Fuck! Yeah. Well, see, we don't want that. We want him to think, shit. I think yeah. the pipes that likes to eat little boys, we call that a Bujenski right <laughs> Thank you. Wow, I see that was good. Uh, so anyway, are you guys excited about the new DuckTales now that I've told you all those things about it? Uh, maybe. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe I'll I, catch it. Check, I don't have cable, it's, so. it's more like check it out at some point and see. I know? had heard there was going to be a new one a mm-hmm. while ago, and oh, I was excited like, when I heard about it. It took so. like two years for them to yeah. develop, and you know, like you'd hear things like, oh, okay, great. So now David Tennant's going to be Uncle Scrooge. And Uncle Scrooge, Uncle Scrooge and Webby are the only characters that he can pull out from, you know, basically we paused the title sequence and we talked about everybody. I can't tell who Huey, Dewey, and Louie are. They look different now. Yeah. They all had different color hats in the old one. No, yeah. only one of them has a hat now. And I don't even know which one. Oh, shit. It's confusing. Anyway. Uh, so that's my semi-endorsement to, I guess, DuckTales, but also to Daniel Tiger if you, uh, if you have kids. And I know Jason Blair is listening to this and he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Fun then Tiger. Tiger. Fun Tiger. Tiger uh, definitely makes the world better. And uh, we were trading messages about Daniel Tiger at one point. And then much later in the day, he's like, yeah, I've had the Daniel Tiger if you have to go potty song in my head all day. So thanks. I'm really looking forward to the episode where he teaches you about sex. And Mary Jane makes a cameo and says, face it, Daniel Tiger. You just hit the jack. You a lot know, of setup for that. That was a lot of that setup. Was but, great. But that was it. kind of fantastic yeah. because anytime that you can invoke Mary Jane Watson saying, face it, tiger, yeah. you just hit the jackpot. And by the way, I think that happened. It's definitely the last panel. I think that that also happened in Amazing Spider-Man number 50, which we talked mm. about last week was when he's buried under the rocks. Yeah. And that's what happens when you're a man. And you now you're get, a man. Now you're a man. Now you're a man. You get you get Mary Jane Watson showing up. And you know the funny thing about the Mary Jane character was it was always 
uh, her aunt's like niece yeah. and was always like, yeah. oh, Peter should meet her. Right. And you wouldn't see her. Yeah. Like there, it was like, uh, like Wilson, bitch. the neighbor from uh, Home Improvement. Yeah. And she'd be like behind a potted plant while Aunt May's like I remember tea. that. And like, sorry that Peter's not here. And I think that when she was, that's an interesting thing because Steve Ditko was a very good artist for superhero stuff. Yeah. His people, I don't know, she like wasn't going to, she wasn't going to look hot. Right. Let's, let's just put it that way. Uh, yeah. It took John Romita Sr., being the artist to be like, oh, I I could draw a hot girl. You want to you want a sassy redhead? I got this. Yeah, <laughs> I got this. <laughs> but anyways, anytime that you want to invoke that, and I've brought it up just so we can all look at the oh, look yeah. at the panel. Yep. Because look at MJ right there. Like yeah. right, he, you face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. We and were talking. We were musing about what that line will sound like in Spider-Man: Homecoming 2, Book of Shadows. She'll be like, Peter, go fuck yourself. She's gonna be like, What do you want me to say? Something cliche and stupid, like uh, face it, Tiger. You just hit. The, you know what I mean? They're gonna yeah. just like suck all the yeah. air out of it. What do you want me to say? Something cliche, like you just hit the jackpot. Face it, Tiger. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not that guy. Uh, by the way, Amazing Spider-Man number 25 from June of 1965. So, that's when that was? Not yeah, 50. Not 50. But I knew it was You're like... Tw- tw- no, but that's a landmark issue. 25. Samsonite. I was way <laughs> off. <laughs> How long were Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy like running side by side? Uh, he doesn't meet her until he goes to uh, college. And Gwen? I, yeah. He doesn't oh. know Gwen in high school. Oh, I and I think that that's... so. Spoiler alert, Gwen Stacy dies in Amazing Spider-Man 121. Wow. All right. So let's say Mary Jane had been around for just shy of 100 issues. I think that Gwen is probably only around for 50. And Gwen Stacy is more Peter Parker's kind of girl. She actually appears in Amazing Spider-Man number 31. So it's it's not that long. So, so MJ was the, was the, uh, the rebound. Yeah, MJ was the rebound, but, you know, it was like, oh, she's fun, but she's not serious. Okay. Gwen Stacy's the kind of girl you marry if serious you girl. don't snap her neck when you're trying to save her. Yeah. Yeah, if you snap her neck when you're trying to save her, you cannot marry her, Peter. <laughs> just feel like you didn't learn this from Daniel Tiger, the episode about not snapping your girlfriend's <laughs> yeah. neck when you're trying to Shoot save her. Shoot the web, yeah. I mean, if you Fuck. break her leg, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, stupid Spider-Man. But anyway, yeah, so they they ran neck and neck for a while, and I don't think Peter was ever really considering dating Mary Jane because it was like, oh my God, I love Gwen Stacy. I was a Betty Brant man myself. I liked Betty Brant. Yeah. Did you like that Betty Brant, by the way, is actually in Spider-Man Homecoming? She is? She's the, the young girl who's doing the announcements. That's her? Yeah. They, they who's give, like they, bored and shit? Yeah. And I don't That's know who funny. The, I don't know who the guy character is because I this it was I read a couple articles that told you like all these Easter eggs. Yeah. That's like a more recent character who I don't know who it was. Okay. But that girl was Betty Brandt. Oh. And she had some great morning announcements banter. As someone who did morning announcements in high school, thank you very much. Yeah. It is a very thankless task to have to be like, Yes, that will be fun. Right. Don't don't miss it. Make sure you're there. So, anyway, the loves of Spider-Man. See, that's the thing. We talk about Spider-Man every episode. I just want a Hobgoblin in a movie. I would love a Hobgoblin. Let's not do the Green Goblin anymore. You want to go right to Hobgoblin? Because we've already done it twice. Sure. Let's not do it. We didn't actually get him the second time. Are you talking about mm, in, Norman in, or Harry Osborne and I mean, yeah, too that's true. We, we did get him because he didn't really look like. I didn't even consider that for the Hobgoblin. I would like to have the Hobgoblin, yeah. and I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm all on board. Now, obviously, Jeff is a big fan of the '90s Spider-Man animated series. You got to Love enjoy Green Goblin and Hobgoblin, yeah. unless mm-hmm. I'm mistaken, right? Yeah, no, the Hobgoblin was an independent character from the Green Goblin in the yeah. this series. In the comics, all that happens is he finds all of Norman. Osborne's old shit. Yeah. And he's like, Betty's boyfriend. 
Uh, in the comics, it was right. Yeah, Ned. Ned. Ned Leeds. Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Who is not Ned, the comedic foil from Spider-Man: Homecoming? <laughs> Gonna be his best friend. Yeah. I well, think Mark Hamill did the voice of the Hobgoblin in the show. I the think you might be right. Maybe yeah. It's just the same Joker voice, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Mark Hamill's voice. That's yeah. how he answers the phone. He, yeah. That's he's, how Luke's no, gonna yeah. talk in episode eight. Hamill was definitely the Hobgoblin. He it was like totally the Joker, the Joker voice. I remember thinking that when I watched it recently, I yeah. was like, Oh, Joker! Wait a minute. <laughs> Come on, bats! Yeah. yeah. Come on, cape crew. I mean, web slinger. <laughs> but anyway, see, that's what I love about Spidey is we can always talk about Spidey, and we did. We really. I was going to talk about like eight things in this episode. Oh. You know, what we talked about like two. That's what <laughs> but it was last time. Look, Ducktales, man. That's what happens. Woo. But yeah. So, uh, which are you more likely to watch, Ducktales or Inhumans? DuckTales. Yeah, I thought that was the answer. I'm already going to go DuckTales on that one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and now you know that there's a, there's two episodes. There's one hour's worth of DuckTales already mm-hmm. out there, yeah. so you can just go find it. Well, pretty much. Yeah, it's probably. Literally, when I leave here, I'm going to go watch it. And like, I'm in not the car, about in the that. car, you're going to watch it? Maybe not the car, but, but maybe the car, maybe too. Maybe a, <laughs> yeah. maybe a uh, DuckTales Lockjaw team up. That could be something that, that Will would like to see. Yeah, you know, Lockjaw teleports Huey, Dewey, and Louie around. That'd be great. Well, what's the other show? Darkwing Duck. Yes. I thought you were going to say Tailspin, yeah. but that was not the right answer. Love you to. were talking about the other one. Yeah. There's three. Yeah. Tailspin yeah. was the other one with um, the pilot. Launchpad right. McQuack, yeah. who is in this episode and is the funniest character in this episode. Yeah. Uh, voiced by Beck Bennett from Saturday Night Live. So. And is Launchpad also was in Duck, uh, Darkwing, right? Yeah. yeah, his little and, sidekick. And he had, yeah, so he had Tailspin as well, right? So he, yeah. that was like, he got around. That was Launchpad's own so, show. Darkwing, he was the, the sidekick, and DuckTales, he was Look the at Launchpad McQuack as the Rosario Dawson mm. of <laughs> the DuckTales universe. The, the, the Duckiverse? <laughs> the Duckiverse? The Duckiverse. Duck it. Uh, should that have Howard the Duck crossover oh, with DuckTales? But Disney can do it. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't know. They have to license Howard the Duck. They don't actually own him. Oh, they don't? Yeah, because in... Guardians of the Galaxy, there's like they have to like give the credit to the guy who created him. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, credit to people who created stuff. Assholes. (laughs) Bill, go finger yourself. Oh, see, look at that. You made that so much better than I would have. Anyway, as always, we've run out of time where we haven't finished talking about it. We talked about a lot this time, though. We, in the course of the last three weeks, where we independently left the studio, came back a week later, and recorded the new show live, we have managed to cover a lot of ground. Yes. But one of the things we keep building up to is Blackcast number 250. And I think it's probably time we had a big announcement. Whoa. But unfortunately, we still haven't decided what we're doing. So <laughs> Suck it. We're going to try and have that for you. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> we tricked you. Ha! Yeah. But uh, we're going we're gonna to try and hammer it out. And by hammer, I mean, please hammer. Don't hurt him. Anyway, we plan to have that announcement for you next week. But what we're also going to have is the triumphant return of Salmon. That's right. David Weiss, the Dark Prince, and I will be doing our third annual MLB playoff predictions, which were painfully <laughs> way off base and terribly wrong last year. So tune in and... See if we can be even more wrong. Uh, if you're not a baseball fan, though, make sure that you tune in anyway, because we'll check in with Sal, see what he's up to, what he thinks about the world, and get his, shall we say, unique take. Then, two weeks from now, Jeff and Will are going to be back in studio with me for a little summertime wrap-up of some of the fun times we all had together. 
Uh, we're going to try and keep it light on the nerd stuff, but that'll be almost impossible because uh, we are nerds. Speaking of nerds and nerd stuff, I'm all over AfterBuzz TV these days, and I'm very thankful for the opportunities that I'm being given over there. Uh, starting with Sundays, I'm one of the hosts of Star Trek Weekly, which to start off is going to be an after show for the new Star Trek Discovery, which I love the premiere of, by the way. I also do Marvel TV Weekly on Mondays, and if you listen to the Blackcast, you're probably aware that the Trump Report is still going strong on Tuesdays. I talk South Park on Wednesday nights, and all of these shows can be found on AfterBuzz TV's YouTube page. Go to AfterBuzzTV.com. Or you can subscribe to any or all of those shows on iTunes. And if you like the Blackcast, I suspect that you will like some, if not all, of those shows. But until then, like the Blackcast on Facebook. Follow at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T, on Twitter and Instagram. Will still has to do the uh, Instagram takeover for the Blackcast account. Oh, it yeah. It has yet to happen. Just post pictures of hot girls. Yeah, that's, that's it. It's always say, hey, I'm doing this for the Blackcast. I'm yeah. not creepy. It's, it's nothing creepy about the Blackcast. And, of course, <laughs> Blackcast.com. And Jeff DeRay, where can we find you? At Jeff DeRay. You're yeah. not you're not on secret anymore, right? Not just, at Captain EO. Not at Captain EO. Yeah. Actually, you should be at not <laughs> at, at not. Captain. Yeah, at not at Captain EO. At right. not at Captain EO. At not at Captain EO. <laughs> and Will Sterling at Will Sterling underscore who has the yeah. motivation now, dog report. Five. Yeah, I'm actually social posting for the episode right now because I forgot to do it um, for the motivation report. Yeah. So what was the episode you posted three weeks ago? <laughs> five five weeks it ago. It was about uh, the hurricanes. You know, it's Hurricane funny. Harvey. I was joking around uh, with Denzel some. Washington. No. I, I was joking around with some uh, sketch writer uh, friends of mine because now you know I'm one of those people because I have a sketch club. No, I, was, I have a writers group independently from that, and we try and uh, bounce sketch ideas around. Okay. And somebody, one of them, joked like, "All right, well, let's go write all the Hurricane Harvey jokes." You know, basically oh, saying yeah. like, "Obviously, you're not going to make fun of it." But I actually had an idea which I thought was a funny sketch, and I, I will tell you about it. Okay. Is uh, the rock band the Scorpions? Yes. Their most popular song is called Rock You Like a Hurricane. Yeah. So then the idea that they're like, oh, man, you know, we got to play it. But uh, it's very sensitive times. This would all be with, like, thick German accents because they're a German band. And the idea being that they would try to rewrite Rock You Like a Hurricane to not mention the hurricane. And I have not gotten further than that. So uh, we will leave that pitch out. Her I came. Rock You Like a Her I Came. So many choices for episode titles. I never know what to do with. Uh, anyway, uh, we leave you on that note. Yes. And, uh, Captain EO, Jeff DeRay, at Jeff DeRay. Will Sterling. <laughs> Will Sterling, at Will Sterling underscore, has the motivation report, motivationreport.com. Yes. If they would like to follow it on Twitter, it's at Motivate Report. That's right. But go to Motivation Report to actually listen. Yeah. MotivationReport.com. Listen to yeah. And, of course, you can find me, Christian Blatt, at Christian DMC. Don't forget to like the Blackcast, and of course, Blackcast.com is basically just a whole bunch of links and like four pictures. But that's it's really for the links. Yeah, B L A D T C A S T. And we will see each and every one of you next time on the Blackcast. That was very abrupt. That was very abrupt. Oh, uh, that one was bad. That one rattled too much, but that's gonna be the way it ends. Yeah. yeah.
Jane Watson? <laughs> Face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. 